Hello everyone, this is me, what did one number, and this is my channel, It Pays to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, the three most important subjects that we can ever learn about, talk about, or discuss in the entire Holy Bible, according to John chapter 17, verse 3. The subject that we are going to be learning about today is captioned, The Secrets to Marital Success. However, before we get started, I would first of all recommend that you watch my video, Should You Get Married, because that is like a prequel to this video, and it will help you understand some of the concepts to the things that we are going to be discussing today. And please try to subscribe and click the notification bell to be notified when we make future uploads. Anyway, to the tune. again, the subject that we are going to be learning about today is captioned, The Secrets to Marital Success, and I will be inviting my brother to come tell us some more interesting things about that. Divorce rates in many countries are skyrocketing, but it doesn't have to be this way. If we look at what the Bible says about marriage and apply it to our lives, then we won't have any reason to leave our marriages in the first place. Of course, before we go into fixing marriages, we first have to talk about what marriage is and where it came from. Marriage is essentially the union between a man and his wife or wives. Marriage is driven by romantic love, but the two are not the same. Marriage is simply the framework for which romantic love can happen. So we can prevent things like immorality. The whole idea is that marriage is supposed to organize the various ways that people can feel such love and set rules for it. And that was what God in, had in mind when in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, he said that Adam needed a companion. He could see the future, and he knew that Adam would want someone who looked like him to be his companion. And so in verses 21 to 23 of that Genesis chapter 2, God created that being by putting Adam to sleep, taking a rib out of him, and forming that into the first woman, Eve. That was how marriage was created. Adam obviously loved Eve when he saw her, and the two became married. But in Genesis chapter 3 verse 16, God had to tweak the marriage arrangement a bit after Adam and Eve had sinned. He told Eve in verse 16 that she had to obey her husband now, which means that God could see the future, and he knew that 
Eve was going to have trouble with spiritual matters because of what she had done. And so God, knowing that, said that the man could guide her in spiritual matters. And since marriage directly came from God, a representation of the relationships that God has in heaven with the angels and with Jesus, marriage is spiritual and therefore a woman need to be guided on this spiritual thing by men. But knowing where marriage started and where it came from and what it is, is it going to really help us figure out how to fix the problems we might have with it? So now it's time to explore just how God feels about this practice. You see, God is the creator of marriage, as we've seen before. So we have to listen to his rules on it. Just like if someone wants to compete in the Olympics, they have to follow the IOC's rules because they are the ones who created the idea of this international sporting competition. So, we have to look through the Bible and examine some of the laws that God has put there concerning marriage. And the biggest one is that we just cannot leave it. Once we have married a wife, or once we have married a husband, that is our partner for life. We cannot commit adultery according to Exodus chapter 20 verse 14 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 18. And we cannot divorce according to Matthew chapter 5 verses 31 to 32 because God sees it as you guys are still married even if you both don't think so. And so, if we want to obey God's law, then we have to love the person we're with so we don't end up divorcing and breaking God's law. And we can take some inspiration from the Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon. You see, the Song of Solomon is a story about two lovers who just loved being together, and they constantly praised each other. For example, in Songs chapter 2, verse 3, the woman said that, like an apple tree is among the trees of the forest, my lover is like that compared to all the other men out there. She loved him more than all the other men that were around to marry. And in chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, she looked for him at night because she couldn't bear to be without him. And then in Psalm chapter 6, verse 3, the woman said, I belong to my beloved, and my beloved belongs to me. So, we can see here that she's very possessive. She loves her husband, and she wants to be with him. She doesn't want anyone else messing around in their relationship. She is his, and he is hers. And it wasn't just the woman talking about their relationship. The man, too, had stuff to say. Because in chapter 4, verse 7, he said that you are immensely beautiful. I find no spot in you. He didn't find any faults in her. And that's how we're supposed to feel about our own spouses. We're not supposed to judge them. We're not supposed to see how bad they are or what flaws they have. No, we're supposed to defend the flaws of our spouses because that's what love is. 
Because when you look at, say, an Apple, you just look at all the pros and look at all the cons and decide if you want to eat it. But once you love that Apple, then all the cons disappear. If you love the taste and its smell and its texture, then you don't care if other people don't like it. You just want to eat it. So when we're looking at our spouses, we should only be seeing good things. We should only be talking about our spouses the way those two lovers were talking. If we don't love our partners the same way they did, then we're not really loving them enough. Because it is that love that can push a lot of those problems that many married couples face aside. And now that I've talked about what both sides can do in terms of making peaceful marriages, I'm going to go into the specifics. What should the husband do and what should the wife do? And let's go into the husband side. We've already talked about how the husband should lead the wife. And therefore, husbands cannot be effeminate. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, we should not be like King Ahab, who was not only a wicked person, according to 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 30 to 33, but he also failed to stop Queen Jezebel in 1 Kings chapter 21, verses 7 to 15, from bribing some people to lie about Naboth and have him killed so that he could have Naboth's vineyard. He couldn't stop his wife from doing something that he wasn't interested in doing. However, just because we're supposed to lead our wives doesn't mean that we should then oppress them, like maybe beat up our wives if we see them so much as talking to other men or stopping our wives from going outside because you're super protective and you just can't let her do anything without you knowing. No, we're supposed to love our wives and not be bitter against them, according to Colossians chapter 3, verse 19. In fact, we must love our wives like we love our own bodies, according to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. No man hates their body, so therefore no man should hate their wife. And that is how we can accept and work on doing the advice of St. Peter in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. And finally, let's go into what the wife should do in order to create a good marriage. As I've said before, I'll say it again, wives do need to submit to their husbands. In fact, it's not just in marriage. Women have to submit to men in general spiritual things. Like, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 3-7, to St. Paul said that women have to keep their heads covered in the church. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 34 and 35, St. Paul also said that women shouldn't speak up in the church. If they have any questions about what they heard, they should ask their husbands at home. But being obedient isn't going to create a good marriage. Just like a worker who's obedient isn't going to get a promotion just because he's obedient. He also needs to work hard. There are also personality traits that this worker should have in order to be a good employee. 
For example, in Proverbs chapter 21, verses 9 and 19, we can see that being an angry, hot-tempered wife is not a good idea because that will just annoy the husband. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4 says that while a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, a woman that maketh, makes him ashamed is not a good wife to have. She's like a cancer. Because this is just common sense. Nobody wants to hang around with someone that humiliates them. People want, would rather have nice friends, nice wives, smart friends, smart wives. And Proverbs takes this idea of a virtuous woman further in Proverbs chapter 31 verses 10 to 31 because there we have a whole poem about the virtuous woman describing the kinds of things she's like. The poem starts off by talking about how valuable this woman is. She's more valuable than rubies. Verses 11 to 19 go into how She's hardworking and helps to bring the house up to good standards. Verse 20 talks about how she's generous, how she gives to the poor. And verse 28 says that her children love her, her husband loves her, everyone loves her. Because she is a nice woman, wife, mother, everything. And before I conclude, I want to give you two examples of wives in the Bible so you can understand what behaviors wives should emulate and what behaviors they should not. For example, in 1 Samuel chapter 25 verses 18 to 31, Abigail, Nabal's husband, heard that David was going to destroy Nabal and his household because in retaliation for what Nabal had done, Abigail went out and pleaded with David and stopped him from carrying that idea out. Even though Nabal eventually died anyway because the Lord was angry with him, she still made the attempt. That is a very good wife. And in Job chapter 2 verse 9, after all Job had gone through, Job's wife did the opposite. She said, Dost thou still retain thine integrity, curse God, and die? After all he'd lost, she was telling him to give up his religion, the only thing he had left, and that he should die. What kind of wife is that? In conclusion, obtaining marital success is not a difficult task, as long as we follow the rules. These rules on marriage will not only allow couples to have happy, peaceful marriages, but it will also allow them to get the various blessings of God that come with that. And that is the end of my talk on The Secrets to Marital Success. Thank you for listening. And that, my viewers, is The Secrets to Marital Success. Like I said in my former video, which I recommended you watch, should you get married? Finding a wife isn't a bad thing. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor 
from the Lord. If we read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Marriage is an absolutely fantastic institution that God set up for mankind. He knew that it would be a great opportunity, an environment for a man and a woman who love each other to come together and live the rest of their lives in not only peace and happiness, but are also ensuring themselves eternity, life of eternity in the end. However, just as how, like I said before, we're playing backgammon, just as how we're playing checkers or whatever game it is with marriage, there are rules to it. And God did not set up those rules so that a man can rule a woman, so that a woman has to give reverence and generally submission to a man. No, God knew that both of them are complete when both of them are together. And as a result, he put certain rules with a pilot and a co-pilot, with a driver and a passenger so that everything can go smoothly. Marriage isn't oppression. Marriage isn't abuse. But marriage is a very fantastic relationship that a man has with a woman. Same goes in heaven, spirit to spirit. To conclude this episode, I once again have a tune that some of us might enjoy. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this video. Hope you learned something most importantly. Please try to subscribe, share this video. And if you have any questions about the secrets to marital success and peace, I recommend putting them in the comments below. And we will try to be as updated and frequent as possible. Because marriage is not a bad thing. Marriage is a fantastic thing. But it can only be fantastic when we acquire the rules that God had set up, live by those principles, and keep those ones to the end. Thank you for listening. Oh, one more thing. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback.